This is episode 10 of the Topsoil Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Top Soul Podcast. This is Friday Fire, quick rapid fire wrap up of the week. All week we've been we've been talking about this new sustainable ag market, regenerative ag, essentially another choice for the consumer. Um, as you're going to the market, looking at okay whether you want a product that is farmed organically or farmed not using GMOs or farmed conventionally or farmed with sustainable ag practices, here's another new option. It's also another option for farmers to give them more buckets that they could tap into, more tools that they could use, and um, just some more options. So feeding a larger audience of people and through those developing markets is how we are able to pay for sustainable ag practices, pay for soil health. Trent, what's your takeaway from the week? Well, I think the biggest takeaway for the week from the feedback that I've been getting is just I think when we 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 tried to tackle such a big topic that at times maybe things got a little bit convoluted or convoluted. The fact checkers out there can clean, <laughs> clean that English up, but um, I think things got a bit confusing. A confusing yeah. You know what I mean? And I think what we were trying to say was two things. One is that. There's a huge opportunity for farmers right now to meet a growing demand that we see from the urban consumer, which is there's a, there's a lot of environmental um, implications to nitrate leaching for what we see in the Des Moines, the Des Moines Waterworks uh, lawsuit, um, to what we see in the Gulf, to what we see, you know, even up in Lake Michigan um, <clears throat> with, with these environmental yeah. implications of runoff, right? And so cover crops can help alleviate some of that uh, burden that the environment's, environment's having because of conventional farming. But uh, to kind of be more concise here, what I think is is that the urban, urban area consumer will start demanding this, right? Yep. They'll start demanding this. And I think that because of that demand and because of the lack of supply, there'll be premium markets that develop. And I think that that's where this big push for sustainably sourced um, sustainably sourced label comes in. And so there's a great opportunity for guys that want to try to meet that need. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, I don't want you to think that we're sitting up here on like a, a high horse, you know, preaching. That's definitely not the intent of the show, but what we are trying to do is bring awareness to what we believe to be, yeah, real big momentum in the ag world. Um, so there's one of two things that'll happen. One is the American farmer will decide that there's an opportunity here and they'll capitalize on it. And there'll be some guys that do that. Or what's going to happen, we're going to give it to the big corporations. They're going to figure it out because yep. already they moving. already are moving on it. And so um, I, I don't like that idea. I think that with the Internet, it allows you the ability to this platform to be able to reach those consumers for free. Yeah. Um, and, and be able to create value into what you, you know, into your ethics, into your farm model. Um, where you can create some value and sell products. So I think that that's great. Um, the other thing that I was really trying to emphasize is, you know, whether we should really put a lot of stock in labels to begin with. You know, I think labels are something that the big corporations have used to try to sell a story to the consumer. Yep. And 
I think it's kind of archaic. Like, I don't think that that model maybe down the road will exist because I think that, you know, for reasons as we talked about yesterday, I think that that the that you can meet that consumer's demands directly from their farm. Right. So um, you are selling your own story. You're, you're being able to market yourself. You're being able to market your family. You're being able to market your ethics and how you're producing food. And ultimately, that consumer will respond to that. So um, sure. we've always given that up to the big corporations to be able to market our products for us. And I think that there's a time here where with the internet and how that's changed the game, um, essentially you don't have to do that anymore. And that creates a, gr a great opportunity for some profit. So um, we're definitely not saying non-GMO is better or the way uh, to go or that organic's better or the way to go. What we're saying is there's different practices out there that, that provide premiums to meet consumer demand. Right. Yeah, and I think my takeaway for the week is that this sustainable ag, regenerative ag is growing quickly and will be a major player because it not only hits into people's emotion and connects with the consumer and their emotions, but also is backed by, has science behind it though too. Um, and the big piece of that is showing the connection between soil health, crop health, animal health, human health and environmental impact. That's why this can work is because it hits along all of them. And we need to have sustainability within every aspect of that. There also needs to be sustainability, not only on those environmental aspects and whatnot, but sustainable in the economics along every piece along the way as well. And this new developing kind of mentality and market hits on that. Whether that be, hey, we can get going quick we can direct market along these benchmarks ourselves, like you're saying. Um, and guys have already done that across the country. And the leading guys in this, that's what they do. They've developed the markets themselves and they go direct to consumer. And that's what it takes is developing those markets. Um, and then the large scale companies are coming in as well to get their piece of this because it's there's money, of course, involved. But also that this is driven by consumer demand. And is, I think, critical for long-term longevity of how we want to live on this earth is that we've got to do things smarter. And um, that it takes the connection with be connecting the consumer to the farm, pushing for better ways of doing things, and then documenting that directly. As farmers, we can document that. And we can connect to the consumer in whatever they want. Um, and what they want to pay us for, what are the practices that consu the consumer believes in, and we can tailor to those practices. We can tailor to, um, hey, what data do you want from us? What pictures and video, and come out and see my farm and see for yourself on, hey, we're doing a better, a good job, and the consumer will reward the farmer for that. But we can start now to build those relationships with people. We can start now to taking pictures and documenting at least that way and utilize data as seen fit by the consumer. Um, and maybe that's company driven, maybe that's not. But those things are coming and we can be ready for them. So there was one thing too, and you can talk on this just a little bit, but there was maybe a little confusion too on just like soil health to plant health to right. human health to, and animal health. You know, we dealt with that kind of the first two days of this week. Um, 
And then when we started talking about premium markets, maybe there was some confusion right. on, on uh, you know, whether these premium market products are actually better for human health. Right. You want to you try to elaborate so, on that? I think there's, there's pros and cons to all of this. So um, you can look, believe whatever science you want when it regards to organic and is organic healthier or not? I don't know. Uh, you can, you can look at science either way is consuming a product that is genetically advanced. Is that better for you or not? You can look at it either way. Um, but I think the reason that the regenerative ag, sustainable ag soil health does have the merit behind it is the basis of all of this health, better health and more natural is that the products that are being produced in healthier soils do have better quality and they have more protein content and they have a more balanced mineral content that gives us more nutrition. It gives the plant, the plant see better nutrition. They're able to fend off disease and fend off insects better. Um, livestock is able to be healthier and humans are able to be healthier because we're consuming all the nutrients that we need. And by those nutrients, I'm talking like, yeah, vitamins and whatnot, but it's those vitamins are their minerals in the soil, like micronutrients and things that we haven't really looked at before that are critical to basic cell processes like immune systems, like, um, simple metabolic processes. It takes micronutrients to do those things cell division, those kind of stuff. That's what we're getting at here is taking the basics of soil, tying that to the basics of cell life, whether that's a cell that is a microorganism in the soil, a single celled organism, whether the cell is healthier in a plant, whether that cell is healthier in an animal or in our own cells, that it takes micronutrients to make those processes work and better soil health and a better look at the full all soil parameters more than what we have looked at in traditional agriculture we can look at a fuller method of nutrients and make sure that we are catering to everything and that carries all the way up through the system to humans absolutely that's cool it's pretty awesome yeah so um i guess the big takeaways are, are pretty simple one is increasing your soil health will lead to Increase in plant nutrition, plant nutrition. And, and increase in food. Yep. Right. That's the big takeaway from the first part of this week. And the good and thing it, there is it plays into economics that you're letting the soil do what it's supposed to do. Right. And you have a healthier crop. So you don't have to utilize as much inputs, sure. whether that be fertilizer kind of inputs or I'm talking like spray, you know, pesticides, chemicals and stuff as well. Sure. It's, and we're going to dive into a lot well, the more. The thing there is, it's, it's just sure. why economics. It's it's simple economic equation on being able to do things better. Why right. would you not? I mean, if you didn't have to spray, then why would you? And if you have a healthier crop, then you don't have to. Sure. I think one thing farmers can agree on is we're not just going to spend money to spend just money. Just to spend money. Right. Yeah, right. absolutely. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely. So, um, increase your soil health. We can get more nutritious, dense food. Because right. of that, that leads to some premium markets that are being developed. But both from the corporate side where they know that they can produce more with less, right? Yep. Because of that nutrient density. Yep. Um, but also from the consumer side that's looking for looking at these environmental, uh, environmental implications. And, and human health implications too. So implementing some things to increase soil health ultimately could 
lead to a lot more revenue in your farm enterprises. And that's, I guess, ultimately the big takeaway. That's what we're going for. You know? And that's, that's what we can start on now. So next week, we are going to be dealing with uh, cover crops more in depth, Spring. dealing with some intercropping stuff. Uh, we're looking to bring on Michael Vitito, a local Washington farmer, uh, for our first guest, guest appearance. Oh, no, our second guest appearance. Yeah, Ryan oh, Rhino. Yeah. You know, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Uh, he got his appearance here this week. So, uh, yeah. And he's in the studio right now, so big shout out to him for making this happen and all the work that he put in today. But... Uh, no, we're going to be looking at Michael Vito. Uh, he, you can look up, look him up. He's got uh, a blog that he does. It's really interesting. Yeah. Cubicle Farmer. Um, and we'll try to link that up on our Twitter page yeah. as well as our Facebook page so you can check that out. But uh, he does a lot of work with interceding. He's on the speaking circuit right now. And uh, actually looking to do some direct marketing and buying some cattle. So I look forward yeah. to talking to him about that. So uh, we'll be dealing with interceding cover crops next week as a part of the continuing conversation on, on soil health. There you go. So look forward to seeing you then. Well, he just drove off sometimes lots of cake. I ran my mouth off a bit too much of what did I say? Well, you just laughed it off. It was all okay. Okay.